Welcome to ACC Nation. That is Will Ogenen. And I'm Jim Quist. Oopsies. More college football top 25 upsets. And wow, I cannot believe it was that close games coming right up. Then we take a look at the race to Charlotte, which teams definitively said, hey, we're coming for the ACC championship game. Who can stop us? We'll find out. A Wyrese Davis of ESPN's college game day is just totally beyond wrong. We'll get into that in just a minute. First, here's a look at how the top ACC fall sports teams are ranked going into the weekend, at least. And we'll find out how they come out the other side in all the polls this week at accnation.net. Women's soccer, one, two, three. Florida State, Virginia, North Carolina, topping the poll this uh, past week. We'll see how they do coming into this week. In men's soccer, at number five, Hey, the Hokies at number five. In field hockey at four, it's Louisville. In women's cross country, NC State, the Pack, number one. And in men's competition, Notre Dame is number two. Will that change after this weekend? And in volleyball, here's a real race going on between Louisville and Pitt. And this is fun to watch. Louisville now at number two, Pitt number four. We'll see if any of that changes. There's some exciting games coming up. Uh, in the in the weeks to come before we get to the very end of the season. We'll see who comes out on top in the volleyball race in the ACC. So, time for top 25. Oopsies. Let's, uh, Oopsies. let's uh, start out with... <laughs> let's start out with Purdue thumping number two, Iowa. Wow, 24 to 7. I, I have to say this. My niece goes to Purdue... Um, she is a, a, a doctor to be, um, and so every once in a while we'll share a, a text, just something real simple. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. when they were playing Notre Dame, it, it would be like, you know, go Purdue or something like that. And so, you know, it was real simple. I said a thing in caps Purdue with about three exclamation points. And she was just ecstatic that they had won. So Purdue thumping number two, Iowa, 24 to seven will Let's get a little deeper into this game because now I didn't get to watch any of it. I saw some highlights, but this is a question that comes out of this with number two, Iowa uh, falling. Could they have punched the ticket for the return of Alabama into the, the top four and maybe even getting into the playoffs? Or is there somebody else waiting in the wings to leapfrog? I think based on where things stand, probably brought Alabama back in, but we knew they were going to be back in. I mean, they're still, we know they're still the most talented team in the country, but Iowa was just getting by with a lot of dumb luck. I mean, the amount of literally like the amount of luck they were getting was just insane. This was like 2017 Miami level of luck, but it finally just came crashing down. Uh, to them against Purdue on Saturday in, in a hard way. And they were never really competitive in that game. And the, it's just, you know, it's a huge win for Jeff Brown because his seal region has been on the warmer side, you know, because they've re- pretty much ever since the last, well, the last couple of seasons, they just haven't been up to snuff and they needed a big one. And Iowa's pretty much, I think, lost their chance to go into the playoff when you when you lose by that much at home to that team. 
um, that's that's not a good thing. And but yes, I think I think Alabama's probably wormed their worked their way back into the playoff discussion after did, that. Did you mean to say wormed their way back in? Slither, you know, yeah, slither worm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, there's a lot of people at Ohio State, Penn State, and maybe even Michigan who are sitting there going, yo, what about us? And Michigan has an unblemished record, so um, maybe they have an argument. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what the uh, – this is recorded on a, uh, a Sunday morning, so uh, we have yet to see the final analysis of either the AP or the USA Today coaches yep. poll, so we don't know just yet. Right. Uh <clears throat> It'll be fun to, to watch what happens mm-hmm. here. And either way, there's going to be a lot of screaming, yelling, kicking either side. It doesn't make any difference. It'll just be a lot of, of craziness, mm-hmm. which is uh, that's good. You know, and as our colleague Mike Lewis says, none of it really matters because that CFP poll comes out in a couple of weeks. And, you know, that's the one that really matters. So, yep. all right. Next, Auburn uh, crunched number 17, Arkansas, 38-23. Wow. Yeah, surprise. I mean, you when you allow Bo Nix to go to go for you know almost three hundred yards uh, on you, then that's a, that's a problem. <laughs> I mean, Ar- we know Arkansas came out of the gates real hot. Obviously, they destroyed Texas, and that's not that win isn't looking quite as good now. Um, but I mean, Auburn hasn't been great to start the season, but maybe when the new coach um is uh got a little something in and put a little something in Bo Nix to make him better because he's actually played better the last couple of weeks now is it sustainable we'll find out but yeah. again big win big win for Auburn here's the one thing I want to say uh, uh that I think applies to football teams across the board this season everybody started out kind of rocky pretty much you know I mean and, and we've seen some uh, some teams falter along the way that mm-hmm. we wouldn't have imagined. But we are also seeing the emergence of teams and players who are getting better with a couple of weeks under their belt and, and more experience and everybody starting to click on the line, et cetera, et cetera. It's, we're starting to see some exciting football here. Um, next, I'm going to quote from a very famous movie, and we'll see whether or not Will remembers which one this is. <clears throat> Did you say Utes? Oh, yeah. The two Utes over there. I don't know if I remember that one. Yeah, well, you know, without the, the proper accent, it probably wouldn't probably wouldn't work out. Yeah, Herman Munster, Fred Gwynn, is the judge. And he looks over at my cousin Vinny and says, Did you say Utes? Yeah, my wife was watching that movie last night. Mm -hmm. How did I not? You totally missed it. Utah (laughs) takes down number 18, Arizona State. That was a real stretch anyway. 35 to 21. Um, That, uh, wow, okay. All right, we'll just move on here. Uh, I'll just say real quick, you know, (laughs) this has been kind of Arizona State's MO. They've been up and down and up and down. I think they came back into the polls a couple of weeks ago. And... Yeah, I guess just kind of the state of the Pac-12 right now. It's kind of similar to the ACC. Like, there really isn't an elite team that's going to carry the the pull. I mean, Oregon's probably the, is the best team, but they, as we've seen, they can be beaten. Uh, yeah, this is true. Next, Baylor uh, just absolutely ruins BYU's day. Baylor unranked 38, number 19 BYU. 
24. Yeah, you know, I mean... It feels like Baylor has really flown under the radar. Um, Dave, you know, Dave Aranda took over that team last year, and they were just flat out brutal. Um, I, I can't remember if they how many games they won, but they didn't win very many, and they're one of the last undefeated teams now. Um, and it's because they they have something in their offense, and we saw that yesterday. So, you know, again, big, big credit to Dave Aranda. I, th- I I think Baylor will absolutely be ranked in these upcoming polls. Now, I know this made our colleague Chris Bond absolutely ecstatic. I, Ed Ogeron's family probably is, is breathing instead of holding their breath. LSU absolutely uh, took it to number 20 Florida here. Didn't end up with a, with a big spread. This is, uh, there's a lot of LSU grads in, in uh, on my wife's side of the family. She's the only smart one that went to an ACC school. Um, so... <laughs> I hope they're not listening. <laughs> I'll never make it through Thanksgiving if they are. Um, 49-42. My wife observed a score that high. There's no defense in either one of these teams. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, this is the SEC, so you know it's a good football. You oh, know, there uh, is no such football. thing as bad football in the SEC. <laughs> exactly. But um, huh, really, really, the... the <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah. Well, we can we can we can debate disagree with that all day long. But you know, the story of this game was Tyrion Davis Price of LSU running for 287 yards against Florida, and see, Florida isn't even quite as good as it as it has been in past years either. But we, you know, if you know if you follow college football, you know Ed Orgeron is on one of the hottest seats in the country, and a win like this definitely saves his job at least for another week. I'm I'm not uh, I I'm just not on board this this whole let's get rid of Ed uh, thing. Uh, I actually think he's a good coach. He's a good fit for LSU, and I think that that people are just so impatient. They want things to happen within a set amount of time, and it just doesn't work that way anymore. You know the transfer portal, uh, people playing five and six years, et cetera. Uh, it's just things have changed. And instead of the typical three years to turn something around, if you don't have COVID thrown in for good measure for <laughs> a year and a half or two, um, it just doesn't apply. I think you need to, I think that Ed should stick around for at least another year, um, yeah. maybe two. <sighs> but then again, I, I guess you could counter that and say, okay, look what, what won him that national championship one of the best college quarterbacks, you know, we've seen in quite some time, even if That's on right. one year in Joe Burrow, right. his offensive coordinator is now, you know, was a big reason that now he's in the NFL as an offensive coordinator. And ever since then. That's right. But give him a year, turn it around. Let's and he's all, and he has made staff. He made staff changes after last year and it, it really hasn't. Look, so I, th- I, I guess I can understand. I can see it from both sides. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's look at the, the games that were, wow. Uh, these were a little closer than they should have been. Number 10, Michigan State just gets by Indiana 20-15. to 15. That was an interesting game. I thought for sure Indiana was going to pull off the upset there. 
Yeah, and Indiana is still a t- despite you know the, this this season they are that's still a tough place to play, and you, you got to give them credit because they did stop Ronnie Walker. Um, he only averaged three point seven yards per carry in that game, and when you it really that that offense kind of runs through him, and if you can contain him at somewhat, you definitely have a chance to win the game. But say the Indiana offense has kind of struggled. I mean, their quarterback threw two picks yesterday. They didn't really have a lot of success on the ground either. Michigan, so credit to Michigan State, who, who, along with teams like Baylor, have been one of the biggest, you know, surprises in college football this year. Number thirteen, Ole Miss, inches by Tennessee, thirty-one twenty-six. A great effort um, by Tennessee, but um, you know they their offense has been really good. I know Hendon Hooker got hurt in this game, and they had to go to Joe Milton. And I guess you could say in the end they just couldn't cut the mustard. Okay. Now, right, that, hold on. I need to slap my knee for that. That's a, <laughs> I'm see now uh, on the other side of my family, there is actually somebody who is a big Tennessee fan. And um, I always have a, a great conversation with her every time we meet up. I'm going to use that line. <clears throat> and um, the, the following week, we'll see whether or not I have any bandage bandages on my f- face yeah you're gonna you're gonna come uh to the next recording and you're just gonna look like a mummy up top i'm gonna look at look like the weekend (laughs) that's 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 what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. all right uh number 24 san diego state 19 san uh and i hate to do this but you know being the punster san who's who say state uh 1913 i know Mm -hmm. it was a bad one it was really a stretch but yeah, but you know, we're at the tail end of these, so why not? Uh, close game, and um, again, I think you know, with the team that's at number 24, uh, hmm, yeah, I know. And even though San Jose State, you know, remember last year they were one of the darlings of college football, they, they've taken a step back this year, they're now three and four. But San Diego State, another team that's undefeated, uh, they're six and oh after the game, bowl eligible. Um, you know, another good job by the Aztecs. They're doing, they, they've been, you know, consistently one of the better teams out of out West for a, a little while now. And, you know, they've, they're obviously, they're going to make, make a little bit of a climb in this and these upcoming rankings too. Yeah, it should bump up about three spots. I'd say <laughs> maybe yeah, we will see uh, if they get into the, the into the, um, Above 20, I'd be surprised. But if if they do... Yeah, it's, I would say like 21, 22. Yeah, you're, I yeah. think you're right. Uh, but if they do, it's it's mainly because of all the other stuff that's going on above them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of a lot of people who, who have just absolutely gotten bumped because, mm-hmm. you know, they lost or, or somebody else won or whatever. There's a lot of changes coming up. I'll be interested to see what the polls look like this week. All right, yeah. that's a look at... Um, all the fun and frivolity of the top 25. Whew. Uh, if anybody, absolutely anybody thinks college football isn't exciting, you're out of your mind. You're, you're in a coma. Uh, you're part of the matrix and they're feeding you a lie. Um, something. I don't know. Can I, yeah. <laughs> Let me see the back of your head, Will. Um, you don't right. want to see that. I'm I'm going to, no. no. <laughs> All right. This this comment I think was taken a little bit out of context, but nonetheless it still needs to be addressed because this is what ESPN threw out there. 
in regard to promoting the comments of their their crew on on uh, ESPN's College Game Day. Reese Davis. <sighs> this is the comment at the very end of it, and they use it as the headline. The ACC conference is not delivering. <clears throat> Reese. Now, to give it a little more context, these guys, I swear, uh, they are like two or three weeks behind reality at times. Not all the time. But in watching, re-watching that, I was thinking to myself, all they're talking about here is the fact that, that Clemson isn't, isn't at the top of the conference. So it's like, oh, uh, uh, who, who's at the top? Well, there's nobody, nobody ranked, nobody. Uh, uh. And, and that's, the, that's what I got from that comment. It was like, Really? Are you even watching any ACC games, really? I mean, seriously, are you putting in the time to to really analyze what's going on and then start comparing some of the teams in the ACC who are winning, who are moving up against other teams that are in the top 25? And again, going back to what Mike Lewis said, top 25 don't mean diddly squid until we get into November and we talk about the CFP uh, top 25. Then we start getting into something that really makes a difference. So, Reese... You're wrong. And after this weekend's football, we have a much clearer picture, and there will be teams to make you happy. They'll be moving up in the top 25 a little further, and then you don't have to whine and moan like a lot of other people who don't pay attention, who ought to be, who are getting paid nice money to sit there and pontificate. Whereas I'm, I'm not being paid nice money to pontificate. <clears throat> I'm just pontificating. All right, let's talk about what happened this week in ACC football. On Friday, it was Clemson over Syracuse. The final score, 17-14. Um, this game was much closer than I would have ever thought. And uh, we definitely need to um, take Dino Babers to task over game management. Well, we a hundred percent do, and we'll, I'm going to get to that in a moment. But it, it still amazes me that Vegas still hasn't caught up to the fact that Clemson has like no offense whatsoever. I mean, how many weeks in a row have they been double-digit favorites, and they haven't even come close to covering? I, I, I wish I would have looked it up before we started to see what Clemson is against the spread this year, but I can't imagine that's a very, very nice number. It's ugly. Um, once again, this offense is just struggling. And I even mentioned this. I was talking about it Friday night with our, our friend Jeff over at All Sports Discussion. I'm like, the, the, the reason Clemson's offense is struggling is because what Clemson wants to do and what DJ Uyangale can do are two totally different things. Yeah. He does, he's not that, he's not super athletic where he can just run all these QB keepers and whatnot. And Kobe Pace had a good game. He he had like 76 yards rushing or something like he averaged over 40 yards a carry. He had a good game. But when they realize, okay, DJ isn't that great a runner, and they need to go to something of a more traditional offense, give the running back 
more than you know maybe 20 or 20 or 20 to 25 touches a game not doesn't have to be all carries but you know give mm-hmm. them a few few catches here but they need to you know take take a little bit off of dj's plate and in that sense and the fact that tony elliott hasn't made that adjustment more than halfway into the season just it's baffling to me that they that they can't can't see that now to your thought or your your point about game management yeah that that loss is totally on dino babers um so if you didn't get to see the game we'll we'll recap the situation real quick fourth and one well under a minute left i know syracuse was out of timeouts i believe and then i think they're at the the clemson 31 and let's keep in mind sean tucker had 22 carries, 157 yards in this game. Seven yards per carry was like the only thing they could get done. He was the only player doing anything against this Clemson defense. And what does he do? Instead of going for a running Tucker, he goes for a 48-yard field goal to try to tie it, and he misses. In a game where, yeah, you're pro- like, yeah, I know, who knows what would have happened in overtime. But Clemson has shown no like no reason to believe that they can score and you could have easily gone for it on fourth and one got the first down and gone for the win or at worst a much more manageable field goal oh yeah and he and he made a terrible decision there yeah i mean it was just obvious across the board and look um i venture to say anybody who's reasonable out there is going well look i'm not a college football coach Maybe I don't understand all of the things that were going on, et cetera, et cetera. I think that applies a, across the board to fans, people in media, et cetera. Uh, but gosh, that was one that slapped you right in the face. It's like somebody taking a, 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 a big old uh, sea bass or a flounder and just whacking you across the head. It was like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? What, what are you? You have been successful so far with this. Make it happen. You know how mm-hmm. to kill the clock if you have to. Right. And uh, the th- the go back to Clemson for a moment. Kobe Pace had 76 yards on 14 carries, while DJ had 11 carries. And granted, two of those count as sacks. But still, with the way he running, he should not be carrying the ball nine times in a game. He just can't do it. And yeah. they need to give some of those um, carries to Pace or or their backup running back. Um, I'm not, I'm Mafa, I think is his last name. At this point of the season, you should be, uh, if you, if you're not pulling off anything better than this, you need to start giving your up and comers like Virginia did against Duke. Mm-hmm. Give your, your, the, the people who are going to be playing the game next year that need experience, get them in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sure, you might lose that one, but you know, uh, and I know, I know, look, I, hey, maybe I'm wrong on that, and I probably am, but um, I know that they're still holding on to to the hope that, that things are going to turn around and they'll get to where they need to go. But still, uh, taking some of your, your up and comers and putting them in and, and running them and giving them an opportunity uh, is, is critical to building programs now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm certainly not going to challenge what they do at Clemson at all from that standpoint, but uh, right. I, I think your your point about Elliott not making adjustments is spot on. 
and uh, it needs it needs to be done. I'm not sure that it's we're at you know the halfway better than halfway mark, and um, it, it's going to be a struggle for Clemson to to win some games from here on out. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not really sure they're going to. I I just think you know at some point you just have to say, look, we've got to do this. We've got to make changes now. And yeah, and you look happens. at the rest of Clemson's schedule real quick. At Pitt is going to be an interesting game. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I I I want to. I'm going to have to. I will. I'll talk more about Pitt when we get to them in a little bit. But mm-hmm. you know, Florida State at home is a much tougher game than it was three weeks ago. Yep. At Louisville will be a game. Well, UConn. They're good. They're that's they're going to smoke them. Wake Forest is a tough game at South Carolina. That should be winnable. So it's not like they're we're talking about them in the sense that they're not going to like they're going to finish like seven and five, eight and four. They could still finish with nine wins in this season, but it's just not going to look pretty. Right. Yep. You're right. All right. Let's get in Saturday's games. Um, we talked about this just for a moment. Uh, uh, Virginia over Duke, 48 zip. Uh, there's, there's some highlights to talk about. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So it really says something when Brendan Armstrong had an off game yesterday. I mean, if you watch the game, I, I didn't get to watch a lot of it. Unfortunately, my my profession sometimes requires me to work on Saturdays. So I didn't get to see the game. I have it recorded. I'm planning to watch it back, uh, either later today or tomorrow, but from what I gathered, he was off yesterday, but still threw for 364 yards. Um, just really shows just how how good this Virginia offense is. And it's just this wide receiver core is just so good. I mean, Dontavian Wicks, seven catches, 125 yards in this game, caught a, a nice touchdown. Billy Kemp had six catches. Jelani Woods had five. He also had a touchdown. And the thing is, they ran the ball you know, fairly well in this game and had 164 yards. And, and averaging five yards per carry. Um, they um, no, they didn't have Mike Collins in this game. He was out with an injury, so they brought in uh, Devin Darrington, who's a grad transfer from Har- from Harvard. He had 60 yards in this game, including a 34-yarder, which you don't see a whole lot. One of, um, another thing I saw was Brennan Armstrong looked healthier. Um, he ran some in this game, um, you know, 34 yards rushing. Um, what you talked about, you know, seeing the, you know, the future, at the end of the game, they, Virginia brought in Jay Wolfolk, who is a, a, a true freshman. And he like he ran the ball really, really well. And he is super fast. It, I'm curious to see if 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 it's going to be him as the quarterback of the future. I'm really curious to see what what Robert and I can do with him in this offense, because he is fast. <laughs> yeah. Guys. But let me just say something real quick on Duke for a moment. Um yeah, Mateo Durant, again, 82 yards on the ground on 17 carries, and he, he had some nice carries, you know, a couple of nice carries this game, but Virginia really held him in check. This is one of the more impressive defensive efforts I've seen in Virginia definitely all season. And he also looked like, Durant also looked like a guy who was coming off a, a game where he had 43 carries. But, uh, you know, we've talked about it. You just got to wonder, is this the end for David Cutcliffe? Is it just, just doesn't seem like they, they have a whole lot going there. Uh, all right, next game, Pitt over Virginia Tech. Final there, 28-7. to Started out okay, and then just rapidly went downhill for the Hokies. 
Yeah, um, uh, I would classify that offensive effort as pathetic. And it was, they like could not get anything going. I think they got their only touchdown on like the first drive of the third quarter or something like that, but just could not get anything going. 224 total yards for Virginia Tech in this game. Um, they just could, like I say, Burmeister could not get anything going. They couldn't run the ball much. But speaking of running the ball, man, Pitt ran for 208 yards in this game. Israel Abanaconda, 140 yards on the ground. You know, best game of his early career. Kitty Pickett only threw for 203 yards because they didn't really need him to throw. But what I was going to say is, I want to I want to take a look and see the the ranks um, on in terms of like offense of the teams Pitt has played because it feels like they really have not played many good offenses this year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the best ones they've played, they've struggled with, i.e. Tennessee and Western Michigan. Cause, well, I mean, I mean, UMass is not a very good team. They're one of the worst teams in all of college football. Okay. New Hampshire, that's an FCS team. They are just they're They should be doing that. Um, Georgia tech's not a good offense either right now. They, cause Jeff Sims turns the ball over on like every other play and Virginia tech just has a, an awful offense too. So I'm curious. I mean, they're going to face Clemson who doesn't have a very good offense. Miami doesn't have a very good offense. Duke doesn't have a very good offense. Carolina does. Carolina has good offense. Virginia has a really good offense. Syracuse can run the ball. I'd be curious to see if they can stop it because that's uh, a team. Yeah. I, I, they do, they do, you know, sack the quarterback, those pit, but can they stop the run? I got to, I got to punch the numbers. Cause that, that, those are some intriguing matchups at the end of the season. And I, I guess this is kind of the reason I'm hesitant on pit still, because I feel like their schedule is not conducive to facing very, very many good offensive teams. This is why we uh, collectively had an article at accnation.net talking about uh, Pat Dang- Dangerfield Narduzzi not getting <laughs> I any don't respect. Get no respect. That's right. <laughs> that was spot on. Uh, and this is the thing. There's so many question marks, and you point them out. It's it's like okay, all right. Well, this was this was a game I think that de- definitely showed that there was improvement. But the teams that you you uh, put the spotlight on there will are going to present a challenge and we'll see just how Pitt responds to those challenges, whether or not they continue to grow and develop and things are clicking for them. Um, you know, earlier we talked about there's no defense in, a, in, in games where the scores are high. Well, this was uh, an example. UNC 45, Miami 42. Miami was very close to absolutely ruining this experience for Mac Brown and his team. They definitely were. I mean, if you didn't get to see the game, Carolina or Miami was going down for the winning score and uh, Tyler Van Dyke threw a pick in the red zone um, at, at the end of the game that would have won the game for the hurricanes. And, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's a true freshman. He's still trying to figure things. I think he's a redshirt freshman, excuse me, but 20 of 45 passing in this game through three picks. Um, they did have a lot of you know success on the ground. Jalen Knighton had 92 yards on the ground and, and another 73 receiving. So he had over 160 total yards in this game and he had three touchdowns. So he, he was a star of this game. Remember, he he just came off a suspension. His first game was the Virginia game, and he looked a little rusty in that, to be honest with you. Um, 
Sam, you know, Sam Howell only threw for 154 yards in this game. And a lot of that's because they just ran the ball so well. Ty Chandler had 104 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Howell himself ran for 98 and two touchdowns. Josh Downs continues to be a freaking stud, 11 catches in this game. But yeah, this is a, Something I there's like a real chance. Neither the, this game preseason was like okay, this is the coastal division like championship right here. The winner of this game probably wins the coastal. Now we're looking at it as there's a real chance neither of these teams make a bowl this season. And I talked about it in our little thread before our little message thread before we started. Let me I'm going to read off Carolina's schedule. Okay, they're four and three at Notre Dame next. Wake Forest at home. Uh, at Pitt, Wofford, and at NC State. So three of their final five games are against ranked teams. And three of they also have three road games in that schedule, in that in that schedule. Yeah, they're probably going to beat Wofford. So it's I'll get them the five that's wins. That's it. But yeah, I don't know if they're beating Notre Dame. I don't know if they can <clears> beat Wake in the non-conference game at home. I don't know if they can go to Pitt to win, and and State is looking like one of the best teams in the ACC right now. They're they're pro, they're no worse than the second best team in the ACC, in my opinion, in, in NC State. But we'll get more to them in a minute. But yeah, there's a real chance they could miss out on a bowl after being a preseason top ten team in the eyes of some. And we look at Miami right now, zero and two in the league. They they have to travel to NC State. They had excuse me. They host <laughs> NC State at Pitt, Georgia Tech. Florida State, Virginia Tech, Duke. They need four more wins. I don't see four more wins in there. They could probably beat Georgia Tech. At Florida State has gotten a lot tougher the last couple of weeks. Yep. And they're cutting, you know, they're they look like a team that's found something. Virginia Tech, who knows what that team, that's the next to last game of the season. Who knows what Virginia Tech is going to be by then? So yeah, there's there's a real chance both of these teams could miss a bowl. Wow. And what a turnaround, right? Yeah. From from how it all started. Amazing. Yep. <clears throat> Just amazing. Mm-hmm. Last game of the um the day on Saturday, the evening game. Um this matchup was I think in a lot of people's minds, I know in mine, I can't speak for you. Uh but I thought it was going to be a lot closer. I know one of our other colleagues uh, was really struggling with picking. Uh, Jim Bresnahan was saying, hey, between NC State and BC, I'm not really sure who to pick here. And um, that was my feeling. I was sort of like, um, it's a home game. Uh, NC State absolutely took it to Boston College, shut them down in that second half, 33-7 to the final score. Yeah, Um this was this was a tough game to predict. I mean, yeah, I know, you know, Dennis Grossell is, you know, has played, you know, all, has done all right, and they and they've really relied on their running game. But um, this game was a tough one because you figure Boston College has played very well, so is NC State. This game is in Chestnut Hill, but this is all credit to NC State's defense. I mean, they really took over the game in the second half. Out, uh, stayed outscored. BC 23 to nothing in this, in the second half. Um, it kind of really all started really towards the end of the first half And BC missed a field goal. Then 
they went to punt on their, I think it was on their first drive of the second half, but the punter dropped the snap or he fumbled the snap and State picked it up and went for a touchdown. Then on the ensuing drive, um, Grossell had Zay Flowers open for what would have been a touchdown, but he overthrew him. And then he, and then ended up being, a, I think they ended up punting or something like that, or he, he threw an interception either on that drive or the following drive. I can't remember which, and it just, it blew the game open right there. Um, but again, credit to NC State's defense. They were outstanding in this game. Held BC to 291 yards on the ground. Um, you know, not a great offensive ever. They only averaged 3.8 yards per carry on the ground. But, you know, that they didn't really need the rushing attack to do much. Devin Leary threw three touchdown passes in this game, 251 yards, a pretty efficient effort from him. But like I said, NC State's probably the second best team in the ACC right now. And it, I, I don't really think it's debatable. It's it's either that Wake and NC State right now are the two best teams in the league. Amazing. The Atlantic Division, here's how it all stands uh, right at this moment. Wake Forest, four wins in the conference, 6-0 and overall. They are bowl-bound. NC State moves up to 2-0 and in the conference. They're 5-1 and overall. Clemson at 3-1 and in the conference, 4-2 and overall. In the Coastal, it's Pitt at 2-0 in the conference, 5-1 overall. Virginia is next, 3-2, 5-2, and and UNC at 3-3 and 4-3, like we just discussed here a second ago. And, man, um, it's just, it it is amazing to me how, how this season has just completely sort of turned on its head. And I don't, I don't really have any issues with that because that's, that's, that's a lot of fun. But uh, uh, here's a couple of things that um, uh, I saw this morning on, on Twitter that I'll share. A.J. Black, one of our, our buds who covers Boston College, he tweeted out, in the span of 24 hours, uh, BC Twitter has gone from, quote, Jeff Halfley is going to leave this offseason for a prime job or a primo job. Uh, to quote Jeff Halfley is this a new Steve Adazio and people say BC fans are different than other college football fans so yeah. <laughs> AJ's right right on the mark there uh, yeah I, I, <clears throat> people like AJ who run sites just you know the, those type of games are just rough because the apathy from getting blown out like that it's it's just ridiculous I mean uh. I I feel for him. <laughs> Lick your wounds and, and move forward. Yep. You know, I mean, this team is growing. Halfley's a hell of a coach. Uh, you got to be very thankful and you have him. Thing of it is, is <clears throat> that that's still not a super talented team, but he's no. doing. I think he's definitely doing more with le- with less of, right. with that team. Exactly. And this comes from the folks uh, who cover uh, Clemson. Uh, rubbing the rock, they brought up this. NC State dismantling BC. They've got Miami, Louisville, FSU, Wake Forest, Syracuse, and US, UNC remaining. Anybody, anybody finding two losses there. Um, <clears throat> I, it, that's a, you know, the reason I brought that one up was because that s- speaks volumes to me about rubbing the rock, guys, th- that they're willing to take a look outside of the Clemson picture and talk about college football and, mm-hmm. and raising a question among their fans. Hey, let's think about this. What do you think? Uh, let's talk about it. Uh, good, good work there, guys. Good work to, uh, uh, on AJ's part too. He, he runs an awesome site. So if you, if you um, are looking for something that covers Boston college, definitely check that out. 
Um, uh, <laughs> we've got college basketball uh, action that's that's coming up very quickly. It's, it seems like it's it's um, almost like a freight train running us down. So I just want to remind you that the uh, information regarding the Big Ten ACC Challenge for both the men's and women's uh, are, are already posted at accnation.net. And uh, we're putting together our preseason uh, top 15 pick for the ACC and who we think are going to be the top teams I noticed uh, just briefly here, since we're we're running tight on time again, as always, but uh, that you had gotten a, into a, 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 a short Twitter conversation about how far up Notre Dame was ranked um, mm-hmm. nationally. So, well, yeah, the Ken Palm rankings came out uh, today, Sunday, and they had Notre Dame ranked. I think it was like twenty sixth or something like that. Um, I think twenty seventh. 27th yeah. and i'm just i'm skeptical just because this is a team that it does not did not play any defense last year hardly at all and their best defender juan durham isn't there anymore yeah i know they return a lot but on offense but still this was a team that a year ago was what well, they were they were 11 no 11 and 15 and going from that to top 30 i'm just skeptical that's all yeah, and, and reasonably so. And I will just say that it, from my uh, – I'm, I'm looking over at the um, my initial ballot because I haven't finished it up yet, but yeah, I've, got, I've got Notre Dame in the middle of the ACC. Yeah, th- I haven't done mine yet, but I'm probably <clears throat> going to put them right around 7th, 8th, somewhere in there, so mid-pack. Yeah. Yep, that, that, that seems – appropriate and we'll talk more about basketball uh in addition to football and uh, uh hopefully we'll get uh, some some folks to talk about some other sports on here as well because we're getting into uh the tail end of our fall sports season so we want to talk about where things are going there uh and also looking forward to uh winter sports because there's a ton of, of things coming up there wrestling and and you name it i mean we've <laughs> this season is uh for the ACC is loaded it looks great so far and um it's exciting so it's it's a lot of fun to cover this and i hope that you folks are enjoying our coverage of of what's going on because we love bringing it to you thanks for joining us on acc nation follow us by subscribing on your favorite podcast or streaming radio platform and on youtube we'd appreciate a five-star rating while you're there visit our homepage at accnation.net and support us via paypal Keep up with the latest by following us on Google News. You can find ACC Nation on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Reddit, and Pinterest. Follow Will at Will's World MN, and I'm at ACC The Q. Cheers. Scored.